Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody. Don't <laughs> you take my line. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the long box guys. With me as always is some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid, Mike. How are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing excellent, and I am drinking water out of a Martian Manhunter cup. Ooh, oh. it's a big muggy. How come you're drinking water today, brother? I have uh, given up caffeine, and I have a massive headache, and I'm hoping if I just drown myself in water, it will stop. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It'll help. It'll abate it. I It'll make you feel better. I applaud you for trying to, to give up the monster that is caffeine. Uh, Stace, you're probably drinking the same exact thing as my good friend Mikey. What do you got over there, buddy? Ooh, a green cup with water in it. Two mm-hmm. for two. Let's try to break this. <laughs> Josh, what do you got there, my friend? Uh, the uh, the season always comes earlier than you think, and fall beers show up in mid-August. So I have a uh, an Oktoberfest, a, a traditional Marzen from Founders out of uh, uh, out of Michigan, I believe. Indiana. And, uh, is it? Founders is an Indiana beer, yeah. Founders is an Indiana. I think. Okay. Is it from Muncie, Indiana? Indiana, Indiana. You mean Gary, Indiana? I meant Gary. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? You know, that's... Poor Tom. He always had to see the knockoff musicals. I did. The music person. I love you, music person. Tommy, what are you drinking up there, pal? I'm drinking frozen water suspended in scotch. Ooh. Okay, scotch. Drinking some Hamilton scotch. Oh. <laughs> Great stage production. How's the scotch? The yeah, scotch is okay. He's not throwing away his shot. LT oh, <laughs> is now in the room where it happens. <laughs> I'm drinking an Aaron Burr, by the way, so. Just saying, history's on my side now. <laughs> 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 I have a bottle of old fashioned mix, and I think that's what my wife accidentally poured me instead of uh, a, a proper scotch. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of leaving a bad taste in your mouth, we'll talk about the Suicide Squad one, not at all. Instead, we're going to talk about the good one, the Suicide Squad. Uh, we all saw the movie over the weekend, and it was terrific. Uh, just a quick poll before we get started on the background. How many people saw it in the theaters? I saw it in the theater. 
two of us on a theater, and the other three of you guys on HBO. Uh, HBO? Yes. Well, Josh, you don't count because your TV is so goddamn good. It's like going to the theater. Yeah, I don't have that TV anymore. Really? I was watching your TV just a couple days ago, and I was still distracted by how good that quality was. The other one was just bigger. It's still good quality. Okay. It, it freaks me out because it looks like people are in the yeah. room. <laughs> I got a projector, so maybe my, my, my status is low. Uh, Mike, do I give us a little background on The Suicide Squad? Sure. We're talking about the James Gunn imagined The Suicide Squad. We are not talking about Suicide Squad, uh, the David Ayers-directed piece of the shit. passive-aggressive title change in the history of movies. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, released in... 2021. This movie stars a shitload of people, but at its core, oh, wait, let me give the warning. Spoilers! We are about to spoil the shit out of this movie. If you have not seen this yet and do not like spoilers, you are in the wrong place. You should go watch something else and then come back, like the Suicide Squad, and then come back here. Agreed. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I thought you were trying to signal me that you wanted to say something, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry, my glass. I'm an old man, and I have to push my bifocals up sometimes when I'm reading something off the screen. <laughs> so James Gunn, best known for his work in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, franchise, was fired by Marvel, and DC was like, "Hey." Come on over. What do you want to do? And he was like, I want to do everything. I want to do a war movie. I want to do an espionage movie. I want to do a superhero movie. I want to do a fucking western. I want to do a romance. I want to do a sci-fi. Yeah, I'm going to do it all in one fucking movie. And he succeeds. You missed Kaiju, motherfucker! Oh, fuck! Yeah. My God, there were so many characters in this movie that all, well, not all, but most, <laughs> developed a personality fast enough so that you would like them. But be forewarned, the body count in this movie is pretty damn high and gruesome. Uh, let me just ask our good friend, SR8, uh, SR8, how high is the body count? It's high. It's very, very high. Josh, you let me down, cocksucker. God damn it. Because that's not his name, so. Oh, what is yeah. it? So, uh, it is, I thought his, uh, it's J at KSO. Ah, you're right, Sam. All right. Sorry, keep going. My bad pun was lost. <laughs> it's too bad Sorry. I don't edit this shit, because that's going to stay in. Yeah. So but it was high. the body count was startlingly high, right? Right. But the essentially this is a a movie about one character and that character is Bloodsport. And uh, I know what you're thinking. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He is the one who has the complete story arc. Uh, although everybody does have their own little arcs, etc. It's all driven by Bloodsport. Uh, he is the reluctant hero who was pulled into the Suicide Squad against his wishes. Uh, and he is the one who becomes the hero at the end. 
So it is his heroic journey. Although everybody else in the Suicide Squad, for the most part, has uh, a fairly important roles to play. So let's talk about first the villains of the story. And I think we can all agree that Amanda Waller is the main villain of this movie, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Amanda Waller, in true John Ostrander fashion, is manipulating everybody to get the outcome she wants, which is to protect the United States from looking like assholes for having captured an alien creature and done horrible experiments in a small island nation. And in order to do that, she enlists two suicide squads. The first one is merely a distraction to get the other one into uh, Corto Maltese. Uh, So with that setup, she's the bad guy, but there are sub-bad guys, right? There is also the thinker who he, he doesn't really get a... I mean, he doesn't get a very funny line when Ratcatcher 2 asks him if he wants a dozen angry rodents shoved up his ass, and he's like, oh, you might be surprised at the answer to that one. Uh, but other than that, he doesn't display any of his superpowers or anything like that. Uh, so he's he's just the generic evil scientist that they've decided to uh, uh, be in the movie. Uh, there's also the string of dictators who <laughs> die in uh, fairly rapid succession uh, as the president of Corto Maltese. It's not a good job to have. It's not even a good job to be a cleaning lady in that place, just so you know. Yeah. But uh, and then Starro, who Starro is the big villain, literally uh, the big villain. But Starro has a very horrible storyline. Like you almost, you feel sympathy for the kaiju, because really he was just floating around in space looking at the stars. And it was the fucking shuttle pilots who grabbed them and pulled them in that caused all of this. He was happy what he was doing, just floating around out in space. And in this, he just wanted to take over the city. Well, he couldn't he get back into space anymore, right? I'm just saying, like, he did, he wasn't even like, I won't want to take over the planet, I want to take over the universe. He was just like, the city is mine. Mike... Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm happy if I'm wrong on this one, but you hit on this uh, when we did a bit on Starro, how he tricks the Justice League into sending him back into space by using that exact same line, and I thought they were just doing that. No, there's no way Starro would lie. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you not in the know... Mike's being pretty sly and coy here, but Starro tricks the Justice League into sending him back into space by by pretending to die and saying, I just want to be sent back into space, which is like putting a real starfish back in the ocean because it says, oh, I just want to die in the ocean. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought you'd be so happy with that line. I thought you would talk about that line in nausea. 
No, I I actually thought this Starro really he was tortured for thirty years. Uh, and really he he just wanted to go back into space now maybe he wanted to go back into space so he could conquer other planets and make them subservient to him sure that could be it I think he was thinking screw this planet I'm not coming back here to save my fuck this I do like the fact that the starfish that he projects once they hit the ground they have a very limited shelf life um, and I like the fact that once they attach themselves, it's game over. So that way it provided the uh, the heroes, and I use quotes to say that, the heroes of the movie, the opportunity to kill indiscriminately, yeah, whoever they, they the wanted. Nazi robot zombie yeah. uh, uh, rule in effect so that they could make the violence a little more gratuitous and, 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 and you know, guilt-free. So here's what I love about the movie and Starro being the villain, because usually it's a big sky beam from uh, coming down that the heroes have to stop. In this one, it's uh, a space monster who wants to get up into the sky. Uh, so I like the juxtaposition that they have uh, of that. And also the fact that you know, he... He's he's a, a fucking kaiju. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. So, uh, how do you guys want to go about it? You want to just talk about all the characters and the different characters and who we loved? I don't think we can. Maybe we should just go with like favorite scenes. Because if we talk about all the characters, we're going to be here all night. I got enough scotch to do it, but I don't know if we got enough. Let's, uh, let's talk about the main characters, though. Obviously, like I said. In my opinion, Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba, is the main character of the story. I wanted noted that Bloodsport does put Superman in intensive care with a kryptonite bullet, but who gave him all that fucking tech? Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor, correct. And at the end of the fucking Justice League movie, in the Schneider Cut... Wasn't Lex Luthor planning on forming his own league? Wouldn't it be awesome if Bloodsport comes back to be a mercenary in that league? So now we have him and you're trying to figure out, who do I root for? And he brings Harley Quinn with him. Just saying. I got the perfect Justice League movie. Suicide Squad versus Justice League, baby. Anyway, or or there could even be a blood sport like scene where that's how he gets into Bell Reeve is that Lex Luthor tried to recruit him, and it's all about his failing. They can certainly do a flashback there, yeah. but uh, see, I'm not going to talk about characters. I'm going to talk about the something for me that was missing from this film. So. There is, in my mind, a 0% chance that Amanda Waller lets any of the people in those control room live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought about that too. What I really wanted at the end of the movie was Peacemaker in just a very quick montage murdering all of those people. 
Oh, it, it could have been like an office party, like the office Christmas party. And you see Peacemaker locking the doors. Now he's dressed as Santa. It's just Santa, but with the helmet on. With the helmet, yeah. With a Santa hat stretched over the helmet. He's dressed as Santa, yeah. and then he takes the Santa hat off, and the helmet's underneath. Zero chance Walla lets those people live, and I needed to see them die. I don't know which one he motherfuckers hit me, but I'm sure I got him. So Amanda Waller wants Rick Flag dead. Can we all agree on that? Oh, yeah, she yeah. put him on the... The, the suicide half of the suicide of the task force X team, yeah. And the she sends the other team to rescue him, but <laughs> she wants to make sure he's dead. That's yeah. why she sends the other team to rescue him. And we can all agree that Amanda Waller has Blackguard call up those folks to meet him on the beach, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so she predicted though. it. Yeah. Which is exactly what she was doing in that first scene where Blackguard walks past <laughs> Bloodsport as Bloodsport's cleaning the cafeteria because Blackguard had just made the call for Amanda Waller. Yeah. Indeed. And she uh, probably, she probably, I mean, I don't know if she did this on purpose, but I feel like it served her well that when they went to rescue Rick Flag. They killed all those all those freedom fighters. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She knew they were freedom fighters. They didn't go to the back yeah. to the fucking capital city. She was like, "Yeah, yeah you got to kill." Oh, he's captured. He's you got to kill. Oh, yeah. Hey, can we talk about the scene where Peacemaker and uh, Bloodsport are are trying to outdo each other while killing the half sleeping? <laughs> not expecting shit freedom fighters my favorite one is when peacemakers just walking by a guy in a hammock and just punk 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 at least if they're on the third one just just yeah. or, or when um, they just knock the fan into the tub oh my gosh uh, the guy who's obviously feeling, filming a Cialis commercial because there's no other reason to have a bathtub outside <laughs> unless you're doing an erectile dysfunction commercial so they shoot the fan into the thing, which is beautiful. Uh, oh, that was so good. So deliciously good. Small bullets. Tidy whities That's racist. That was my favorite line of the <laughs> So, Go yeah, on. the interplay between those two characters was amazing. They built up the rivalry from the very introduction of Peacemaker. Like, I do... I do everything you do, just better. <laughs> I shoot dead dead center. I shoot more dead center. Smaller bullets. Smaller bullets. <laughs> it's the smaller bullets that ends up uh, changing yeah. everything. That's the, uh, the no, I did kind of want him to have uh, uh, stolen one of his explosive bullets. Like, that didn't kill me. Wait for it. <laughs> So one of the things I did love in that final scene, and I know we're skipping around all over the place, but that kind of fits the movie anyways. Uh, when Bloodsport does the superhero landing because the building is falling apart, so he keeps on having to do superhero landing after superhero yeah. landing. After over super- and over. <laughs> I thought for sure he was just going to land right on Peacemaker. But it was even better the way they did it. Uh, so, yeah. 
And why didn't he destroy the disc? Why didn't he destroy the disc? Because he used his leverage. Oh, no, why didn't Peacemaker. Why didn't yeah, Peacemaker probably should have destroyed the disc. But no. maybe Waller. He, he was going to bring that back to Waller because Waller didn't want to waste 30 years of fucking... That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. That's, that's why. He wanted, Waller said, you know, grab the disc. Why are you, go, Just, why are you going to kill me? Because I'm thorough. Let's uh, <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Uh, and I love, love, love the father-daughter little thing. Uh, uh, you know, the father addicted to heroin who's, uh, you know, going to die but still caring for his child uh, that that really uh, spoke to me and I, I thought that was really beautiful. I really Tiki. loved TDK oh he's good <laughs> TDK was awesome he stole every scene he was in <laughs> oh yeah hey how do you spell that TDK like those are just two. letters <laughs> I'll work I'll name it with letters all names are letter he's right I never thought about it he's right <laughs> But I mean, it's time, Flag, it's time for you to send out TDK. And then when he did send out TDK, it was just amazing. Yeah, he's just slapping the guys. (laughs) (laughs) But I like, did you see how he died? Like they shot where his body would be and he just hit the ground. Yeah. Like he didn't actually get shot. He just shot where the body would be with the arms. Well, he was screaming, oh, my arms are getting shot, also, which was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing about that was bad. I loved every second. Though I was really sad when the little fishy guys turned on King Shark. <laughs> that made my wife very upset. I really didn't like yeah. I was like, why was that there? That was yeah. so, like... Just to give King Shark something to do. Yeah, like, yeah, well, and I think it's James Gunn, too. Like, I think James Gunn likes the idea of cute things that are vicious. Because, like, there was those things at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, there's just been things in in, in his movies. And I feel like part of that is just kind of his trauma background. (laughs) You know, where you kind of like you like a thing and then it's like, oh, but that thing's horrifying for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very Galaxy Quest ish where they're just like, Oh, look how cute they are until they're not. Yeah. Uh, and there's just this giant aquarium on the top of this thing for no reason. That could have been explained away with one sentence by the thinker. They could have been like, What else are you working at? Oh, I have my hands in many pies. He wasn't the only thing they brought back from space. Right, that yeah, line like that, like would have covered everything. It was just like, I don't know. It was out of place. It was unnecessary. I, yeah. I didn't really like it. Actually, that now that you say that, Tom, that actually might be explained. That might be one of the things they've been harvesting, the genetics of Starro, because they formed a, a hive mind. So that could have oh, been yeah, one of the know. thinkers' experiments. Sure, why not? Why not? Why not? One sentence. Not? One sentence, that whole thing would have made sense. Or anything else in the world to replace that scene because it was terrible. Whatever. You know, whichever way you want to go. You had to have water in there at some point just to watch King Shark fail around the water. Yeah, that's right. I was like, How could you can't everybody swim, gets washed away. I'm like, You're a fucking shark. Swim. Swim, son. He's like, No. Ooh, I'm going to drown. Probably Wait, not. Huh? And? 
Look, I gotta say, King Shark was fucking awesome, though. Way to go, Stallone. Just for taking the role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that when they bust in to save Rick Flag, King Shark just pokes just his head. (laughs) (laughs) Or when they're hiding in the van, like he just, he puts the cover over him and just kind of ducks in. He's very stealthy. He has a mustache. That's the worst face mustache I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He was learning Spanish. (laughs) I love the fact that he... Uh, gave that little uh, explosive charge peacemaker. <laughs> that looks nothing like me. <laughs> but it's very sweet. <laughs> peacemaker was great. I I think he was by far my favorite character. He was great. They cut out my favorite scene. Yes! Uh, they, they cut out my favorite scene. They, James Gunn said, John Cena, I need you to eat a burrito sadly. Empanada. John, uh, it was an empanada, but it, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, he just sits down, he puts it in his mouth, and he just slowly pushes it all the way in and swallows it. And Jim Gunn goes, that's great. We need one more take. They did 30-something <laughs> takes of that. Yeah, he ate dozens of empanadas. I mean, and it was so, like, just... Ah. And the only thing they kept in was who ate all the empanadas. Who ate all the empanadas? Just a fuck with Cena. Because you can't see who ate all the empanadas. (laughs) I mean, in Gunn's defense, Cena's probably going to take in 27,000 calories a day just for his workouts. So he wasn't worried about that. Yeah. And I think most people who are, are were interested in the movie or interested in the characters know that Peacemaker is one of the few characters out of this who's getting his own series. Okay. So they have uh, already opted him in. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a, uh, a DC series for uh, for Cena's Peacemaker, which is headed by two of the people who should have been murdered by Amanda Waller. So my only hope at the end of the series. At the end of the series, he ends up murdering all the people in that room. And if that doesn't happen, then I, I'll, I'm going to throw my hands up at James Gunn and tell him, uh, you should have done that. And I know you're not listening, James Gunn, but, you know. I still hope it's a Christmas party, but I will settle for an uh, office birthday party. Okay, I will allow the Peacemaker entire series to end without it happening, as long as a Christmas special happens, and they're all murdered during the Christmas special. Yeah. And I Your s- only other option, Gunn. And I still hope that TDK's arms come back for revenge. You know what? I can see that. <laughs> Stacey, we, we've talked over you a couple of times here. What was your favorite part? So, I... The, the thing I loved most about this movie was um, that they continued kind of the journey of Harley Quinn and how Harley continues to grow in her weird little way (laughs) Um, into, you know, going from somebody who was very reliant on her relationship with the Joker. It was a very toxic relationship. Um, My favorite part of the whole movie um, was her killing El Presidente and saying, I I said to myself, if I ever had a boyfriend, 
that exhibited red flags, I would murder him immediately. And I was just like, yes, that is awesome. Like that, that was, um, yeah, that, that was just, it, it felt like, it felt like again, that Margot Robbie had some say in Harley and, and who Harley is. And I have, I have always kind of liked Harley Quinn. I went through a phase where I didn't like her because we were doing a lot of conventions and it felt like that was all I saw, you know, as cosplay, which shouldn't matter. People should cosplay who they want to cosplay. But, um, but I, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I, I love her. Like I absolutely love her and I didn't think I would care, but, but I really, I really do. I mean, and, and that, and the fact that um, the scene with the key where she did, she did that. Like James Gunn says that was Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is really good. And she says she's, she's very dexterous with her feet. And um, he said that it, one of his biggest regrets in the movie was, I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but he said his biggest regret in the movie was that he didn't, um, he, the way he filmed it was that her face was kind of obscured. And he said it feels like people are going to say that wasn't her. And he's like, and she's like, no, it was me. And he's like, yeah, I can assure you it was me. And then you know, Quentin Tarantino watches that movie and he's like, uh, I need to figure out a way to get her in another movie. (laughs) (laughs) Move your big toe. (laughs) Wiggle your big toe. I think, uh, I think gun sort of what I think a, a very minor misstep here, not a minor misstep. Just, I think he, he drew a lot more from birds of prey than any credit was given for. But yeah. her sort of hallucinations and a lot of the way that she was treated during the film. And a lot of people, I heard, saw a lot of stuff online about how Gunn was rebooting the DC universe and and this was a completely original film. And I was like, was it? Not was where, it? Not where Harley not was. Really. Not really. Not where, not not, so I, I kind of like the fact that he, he kept her... Her, her momentum going in a very similar fashion, uh, and I. But honestly, I think there should have been a, maybe just a thank you somewhere in there. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think the Rick Flag character had a uh, a very uh, organic movement from the first Suicide Squad movie to this because, like, his girlfriend, uh, the love of his life, uh, you know, her life is destroyed, uh, and he kind of comes into his own in this movie as the good guy because he no longer is. The, the mission is the mission is the mission, and I'm all about doing what I'm told because I'm a good soldier. He's he's now a, a little bit more of a woke warrior. Which yeah, is why he has to die. <laughs> why he has to die. And why Waller had to kill him. Right. Yeah. And that's why I hated him in the first movie. I hated him. I was like, this is terrible. This is awful. Yeah. I know, I know. He's out of control now. <laughs> He was yeah, just exposition in the first movie. He was. He, was. he, he truly, truly was. Um, I liked Ratcatcher 2 a lot more than I thought I would. I didn't think I would care about her at all. But then they made Taika Waititi her dad, and I was like, oh, damn it, now I care. Yeah. I love him. But he is brilliant. He is. He, he can really almost is. do no wrong at this point. I adore him. <laughs> I want to swaddle him and, and just cuddle him like a giant man baby. 
Oh, uh, the, the scene with the two of them on the roof. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I cried like a little baby. And yet I'm like, how did they get up there? They clacked. Like rats. <laughs> he was on heroin. <laughs> and he carried her up there. <laughs> My dad could do great things when he was on heroin, trust me. Now this one, you get a lot of cool heroin abilities. Heroin kids, it makes you do amazing things. <laughs> if I take nothing away from this, it's... <laughs> I take it. Don't nothing try heroin. Away. Don't try heroin. <laughs> Can we talk about the polka dot man and his mom issues? Oh my god, uh, the actress who played his mom. The mom. <laughs> she's just phenomenal. It really does open a, a a line of cosplay that is so amazing. Yeah. Every character in the DC universe can now be also polka dot man's mom. mom. Yeah. I worry about that a little bit because, like, yeah. I, I put a little thing out uh, when all the variants came out, and everyone's like, now you can just be a variant. So if you're, you know, 400 pounds and you want to be Superman, now you're a variant Superman. Like, nope, that guy can still be Superman. Don't be Nick. And I'm a little yeah. worried about that a little bit. But it's if you're different. doing the mod, it's, it's you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah if you're doing if the mod, you're doing it on purpose. Because I might do it. <laughs> Especially King Shark mod. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I will go to the effort of making a King Shark costume just to put a wig on it <laughs> and an ugly dress. I was surprised about how much I cared about Milton. Oh my god. No, I'd take a bullet from Milton. <laughs> Wait, your name's not Milton? We said like Talk about this for like three hours about how your name, your fucking name was Milton? Uh, did you see the cat the polka dot man adopted? I know you did, Stacy. Yes, I, I did. On orbs. So the polka dot man, while they were filming in Panama, found a stray cat, and uh, the costume designer made the cat a polka dot man costume. So the little kitty is polka dot man costume. So it's a polka dot cat, and it's so fucking cute. Yeah. And uh, I will kill or die for that cat, <laughs> like right now. You said I will kill or die for that cat, and behind you, your cat just jumped out of the door and walked in like for like me <laughs> let's see it like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, die for me <laughs> do it first the dog do it slow <laughs> I did love polka dot man but I will I once again I have to harken back to earlier comments where his uniform is not polka dots whatsoever polka dots are uniform sizes no variation in size of your dots for it to be polka Okay, so let's, uh, we, we've been rambling, let's try to get it back in. First, let's go do a round robin. Everybody tell me favorite character, and then favorite character death, and then we'll do 3 to 18. So let's start with you, Stacy. Favorite character in the movie? Uh, <clears throat> Harley. Tom? Uh, I really found myself caring about Ratcatcher. Josh. And my favorite death was the guy in the hand. Oh, we're not doing it both at the same time? Never mind, sorry. No. Jesus. Around. Did you hear Stacy's favorite death? What the fuck? God damn it, pay attention, Tom. I'm sorry, I'm using my heroin strength. I'm sorry. <laughs> Josh, favorite character? Peacemaker. LT? Well, I was going to say Harley, but for a variation, I will say King Shark. Yeah. 
YTT. And cool. Josh is right. It's Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't aware there was a right answer. There, there. Well, we'll find out if you get this right. Favorite death. My favorite death. And this is. Oh, this makes me feel terrible. But it was the one that made me laugh the hardest. Was uh, Savant killing the bird with the ball. <laughs> What? Not laugh. It didn't make me laugh. It was horrifying. But it was just like, it made me laugh with horror. I was like, oh my god. Oh, what did you go, just do what you were... You just knew what you were getting into. You are like, yeah. this is how this this is this kind of movie. It was a good setup. It was a good, yeah. was a good setup. And I want to go back, because I'm pretty sure the similar bird was in Birds of Prey, and he is a Birds of Prey villain. I'm just saying. Alright. I had to go back and rewatch. Alright. Uh, my favorite death was the guy in the hammock who never saw it coming because that was fucking funny. <laughs> just, 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 just. Josh? Uh, I would like to say the weasel, but we all know I got fucked on. <laughs> so in sure did, weasel, buddy. I would like to say Javelin because he was like, I just want to... Wanna... <laughs> and that's classic. <laughs> Do it for... Do it for what? Do it for what? Do it for who? This is so frustrating. <laughs> LT? I was going to say a javelin, but Josh took that from me. So uh, so I will have to say the guy in the bathtub. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that was a good one, too. And LT, you should have stuck with Josh's answer, because Josh is right. Javelin was the best death. <laughs> javelin was the best. <laughs> Why did people go I don't know. It was pretty pretty satisfying to see I didn't say this one but um, Blackguard's death was, was pretty like because you knew he wasn't going to make it very far yeah. yeah oh and Harley killed the dictator was pretty awesome too his death was pretty sweet <laughs> who yeah. knew this thing would be loaded who knew this thing would be loaded there would be a bullet in here <laughs> yeah that was uh, oh, it's my runner up definitely Stacy yeah. 318 what do you got for the Suicide Squad man I'm to give it a solid 16. I had a lot of fun. I have watched parts of it a second time. I want to watch it all the way through again. So, yeah, 16. Tommy? Uh, I already watched it a second time with my good friend Josh and our niece Abby. And uh, I've seen it a third time on top of that. I'm going to give this a nice solid 17. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change all that much. And I, I always have a good time watching it. I always eat a lot of popcorn. I'm Josh? Uh, I have to say the passive-aggressive title, first of all, just made me thrilled to see the movie. Just being like, oh, there was a Suicide Squad movie, but this is the Suicide Squad movie. Um, And while I enjoyed a lot of parts of it, honestly, the stringing together of the whole film, looking at it as as an entire body, I enjoyed parts, but I actually, I was not super thrilled with the entire outcome of the film. So I'm going to give it a 14. I liked it, but uh, there were things that were – there were just as many misses as hits for me as the movie went through, but I did enjoy it. LT. Well, I mean, now that I know that they got up there because of heroin on that, that, that <laughs> ledge, Ratcatcher and his daughter, you know, now I think I'm going to give it a 16 now that I know it was heroin that did the amazing thing and got them up on the, onto that ledge. So. Uh, 
That, that's a that's a good call because LT and Stacy's right. It is definitely a sixteen. It is not a perfect movie, but it is a great movie. Uh, it's as far as DC movies go, this is really close to the source material. I love that John Ostrander, the creator of the modern Suicide Squad, uh, had a cameo role in this movie. He was the doctor who injected the bomb into Savant's neck. Uh, so John Ostrander gets credit for a kill, as far as I'm concerned. Fair. Do you Trent- know who else was made a cameo in the movie? Lloyd Kaufman. Who's Lloyd Kaufman? Uh, Lloyd Kaufman is the creator of Troma Films. Um, James Gunn's first movie was Tromeo and Juliet. So he was well well versed in the, the well, he's a big part of the Tromaverse. Um, personal story, I've met Lloyd Kaufman. He is one of the nicest men I have ever met in my life. Um, he was at C2E2 um, a few years ago, and if you ever have a chance to talk to him about movies, do it, because he is super nice. Who was he in the film? Was his he was in the club. Um, he's kind of in the background in one of the scenes. They they do a close-up on his face, and I just didn't pick up on it. I was like, There's, they keep showing that guy. I was like, oh, I know why. Yeah, he was dancing with two girls at one point. Yeah. I saw. I, I didn't know who it was until I saw a clip about it. Which is on brand for Lloyd Kaufman. He was. <laughs> he always had a girl on each arm the whole weekend at C2E2. So that's not. All right. That's not off brand for him. Well, uh, it was described in uh, on the interwebs as a flop because uh, it didn't make a giant bunch of money. But as of uh, August fifteenth, it's made. $118 million worldwide, which is pretty damn good considering there's a pandemic going on and is one of the most watched films on HBO. So I think there's a good chance that if James Gunn wants to make any more uh, movies for DC that they will be letting him uh, do whatever he wants. Uh, we do know that there's a Peacemaker movie coming out uh, uh, series, actually. Peacemaker series, excuse me, for HBO Max, which we are all looking forward to. Um, any other last comments about The Suicide Squad? If you haven't seen it, sorry about the spoilers. <laughs> no, we mentioned we said that. <laughs> uh, just to, to reiterate, we, were, we all made our guesses on who was... Uh, who was going to be the la- who was going to be the first kill? Josh was so damn close. So damn close. So yeah, close. went for the whole goddamn film. And we had to see his dick. Yeah. Oh, uh, quick trivia question: Do you know who the Weasel character was based on? Not not in the comic books, but the movie character, the Weasel, the inspiration for this character. Bloom County fans is Bill the Cat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bill the Cat. I can, I can totally see, see that. See I can see that now, yeah. Yeah. Now that I've said it, you can't unsee it. Unsee it, no. Which I really hope that means that the weasel is going to team up with the penguin. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
All right, so that'll do it for our uh, review of the Suicide Squad. We're going pretty long, but uh, you guys want to do the other sections or not? No. No, go quick, man. No. No. Oh, Tom, just because your Cialis is kicked in, you want to go do stuff? No, we're an hour and 27 in, man. All right, fine. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Comics talk for comics fans. Give these guys some breaks. Look at that guy. That yeah. guy's practically fucking asleep. Look at him. All right, fine. Um, do plugs real quick, at the very least. Anyway, anything cool coming yeah. up? Well, I think we should always plug LT's shirt, Kirby Crackle. When you want nerd rock, you need Kirby Crackle. Go check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And also, you can hear him on our podcast because they play our intro and our. Our exit music. Uh, so if you are listening to this on YouTube, we do have a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just look for the Long Box guys. I'd like to plug uh, Come Try LARP, uh, hosting the Come Try LARP uh, Championships this weekend in Kentucky. I'll be going down and fighting my way through the ranks. I'd like to interject. Mm-hmm. Come Try LARP sounds like a dirty porn version of the Triwizard Tournament. And they yeah. need to rename themselves. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> I didn't put my name in your goblet, Tom. You put your goblet in my name. Gross. <laughs> Stacy, you're, you're on a million. You're on a million other podcasts. Uh, tell us a couple. Um, I have not been on any lately, but. Uh, a lot of my friends at the retronetwork.com have been doing some great podcasts. Um, a lot of stuff from comics to wrestling to old TV shows. If you like talking about that kind of stuff or listening to other people talk about that kind of stuff, then you should go to the retronetwork.com, check out podcasts. There's also some, some really good blog posts. You can see uh, some pictures that I've taken of toys. Uh, and wrote about the history of some monster toys, um, which is probably my favorite thing I've done. I also wrote uh, I wrote a blog post about uh, my high school playlist. So if you are a uh, if you were in high school in the mid or the early to mid nineties, you will probably note, uh, recognize a lot of the songs I wrote about. Yeah, theretronetwork.com. Mikey, anything else to plug? Nope. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. Geekorthodox.com. Prepare fine t shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, baseball hats, you name it, they got it. Geekorthodox.com. I'm going to follow that wave and say Geek Orthodox will have a corner booth at Dragon Con this year. You can see uh, a lot of the stuff that Ian has been working on all year. And if you have not seen the fifth element stained glass window he was working on, go check out Geek Orthodox on Facebook. Man, that thing looks awesome. I can't wait to see it in person. And I will be uh, working the booth with them this year. So come back. And uh, buy a T-shirt and uh, mention the long box, guys. I'll be uh, I'll be the guy in the Seahawk costume. 
You'll be in the booth. In the booth. <laughs> Can't wait. And they will also be at GenCon in oh, September. Yeah. Two weeks later, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. And Josh, you're going to be there too? I will. It'll be the first time I get to meet Stacy in person. Ooh. Yay! I'm excited. And I just can't hide it. <laughs> I know we're not very uh, good about putting out a weekly podcast because our producer sucks. Uh, but we will be on a bit of a hiatus for the next couple of weeks. So... We are not going away permanently. We're just taking a bit of a break. In Take case you're nap. wondering. Yeah. Yeah. It's con season. Con! Stacy, any last words of wisdom for us? Um, you know what? I got nothing. I'm sorry. I don't have anything. I'm, I've been in an all-day training class, and uh, uh, my brain is fried. Brain is fried is all right. Tommy, what do you got for us, buddy? If you haven't gotten your shot, go out and get your shot. I'm thinking about getting another shot. So go get your shot. Boosters are coming, guys. I feel it coming. And uh, the uh, what's the kind coming up the next weekend there, Josh? The first one? Uh, Labor Day weekend, Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia will be my hey. sector. And then two weeks later in lovely Indianapolis, Indiana, we will be at Gen Con, selling all kinds of stuff, hanging out, being the long box guys, and hanging out with the Geek Orthodox folks. Come see us. Are, are you That's flying or driving that. to that one? I am flying to both. All right. And uh, Mikey, sweet, sweet Mikey, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. And don't forget what I always say. Don't disputate. Just try to promote what you love. You live longer. Thank you so much for the lot of podcasts. Love you. Bye-bye.